Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 939. Today we hear from Ephraim, who asks, I have a question about sequencing books in a series. I am almost done with my first novel. My thought had always been to write independent but connected follow-on stories involving my main character. But now that I have gotten to know all my characters better after writing them, I think there is also some potential to go back in time and write about how some of them got here. And the character I think of as the main one in the first novel wouldn't necessarily be the main character in a prequel. One option would certainly be to finish the first novel and then happily write about what took place earlier. But would this be confusing to the audience? And would I be too boxed in to what actually happened in the finished book? Is it workable to start a series in the middle? I know James Elroy pulled it off in his L.A. quartets, but not all of us are Elroys. How would you manage something like this? How would you manage something like this? Um, so, the unspoken assumption here that I am detecting is that novels must be sequenced. It's implicit in the question. Mm -hmm. And... As much as I write close-sequence stories where there actually is an arc and a progression if you like read them the right way through, there's no rule that says you have to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to write in sequence. You don't have to release in sequence because you don't have to have a sequence. Even if there is a meta timeline, unless the stories are building on each other, there's no real reason to do Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, etc. Mm-hmm. The uh, Michael Connolly's uh, Bosch books, mm-hmm. got about 18 or 20 of them. Yeah, you can read them in order. I think he, I think some of them jump around in timeline, but either way, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Because each book is its own thing. And yeah, in each book you learn a little more about Bosch. And there's shit that goes on with his kid, and there's shit that goes on with his ex-wife, and relationships that develop with the partners that he's working with and all that stuff. But it doesn't matter, because everything you need is in every book. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, a really sort of clunky, childish way that this is done is in the Hardy Boys and the Nancy Drew books by the Stratemeyer Syndicate, Mm -hmm. under the pen names Franklin W. Dixon and Carolyn Keene, um, respectively. Right. Each one had that obligatory one-page recap of all the major important facts in the life of the protagonist. Relevant facts, not like their history, but like their sort of situation of living at the moment. Mm-hmm. Bring it... Oh, oh, I see. So that 
you had you knew what you needed to know who the father was and why the kids were into investigating crimes and what sort of authority figures they'd have to dance around. Mm-hmm. And the Encyclopedia Brown books did that. And as the Encyclopedia well. Brown did books did that as well. I mean, the way that was done was pretty clunky. I mean, it was almost literally copy and paste from one book to the next. They'd drop it at a different point somewhere in Chapter 1, but it was always the same block of information. I, it may have even been the same words, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter what order you read them in. Each adventure was its own thing. If you read a lot of them, you could sometimes refer- uh, recognize sly references to other cases that they make, mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter to the story. There were just little Easter eggs. It's just like uh, you can read Stephen King's books in any order you want, even though technically they are all part of the same series. They, there's an amazing, crazy, terrifying amount of intertextuality between all of them. And the only ones that you ever really have to read in order, if you insist on enjoying Stephen King, and I can't imagine why you would, um, are the Dark Tower books and then the pair, the Regulators and uh, Desperation. Mm. Um, those are the only ones, uh, and maybe The Shining and Doctor Sleep, because Doctor Sleep is a direct sequel. But for the most part, you, there's, just, there's no reason to even bother finding out the sequence. As you acquire more Stephen King lore, you'll recognize the cross-references in them, at least some of them, Mm -hmm. and it just is that little extra Easter egg for the readers. But it doesn't matter in terms of confusing the readers. What matters in terms of confusing the readers is if you confuse the readers. You you would want to write write stories where the information presented in this prequel does not contradict the information presented in the sequel... Unless you're doing so deliberately in order to present multiple sides of the same right. s- story. And um, I'd like to add, even in a series that is sequential, mm-hmm. there are times that authors will write a random prequel or a random that's short story that's... Or if you're George R. R. Martin, you'll stop writing the main se- series and you'll sidetrack to a prequel series because it's, quote, more fun to write and leave tens of millions of readers hanging up on the edge. Uh, yeah, don't do and, that. And ruining a TV series while you do it. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. But, um... Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, the... Readers will find it confusing if you have set them up to expect a sequential story or if you assume in the books a deep familiarity with the stuff written before but not before in story order. Um, If you don't do one of those two things, you're going to be fine. So uh, that's what we got. And... um, now that we've shown you what we got, we'd love to see what you got. So uh, post a review, and also hop on over to the Kickstarter page, which you can find at HeinleinSecrets.com, where we are kickstarting my book, The Secrets of the Heinlein Juvenile, which will tell you everything you ever wanted to know about how to write gripping, long-lasting, young adult adventure stories that your readers will hand down to their children, because they love them so much. So... Go check it out. Find the sample chapter in the feed here, and uh, consider giving us your backing, because we would love to fund this thing. Thank you very much for sending in the question, Ephraim. 
and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.